Hey there, this is your host V. I'll be representing Creative Block at WonderCon 2023. If you want to hang out, talk everything animation, and get a free Creative Block button, come and say hi at table B25 in the Artist Alley. So see you on March 24, 5, 6 in Anaheim for WonderCon 2023. See ya! Hello! Welcome to Creative Block. I'm your host, V. And I'm your host, Sean, a.k.a. Lord Spew. We interview people in the creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We asked people on Twitter and Instagram if they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. Today, we have with us... Winton Redmond! Winton! Welcome on! Hey, what's up? How's it going? Good! Thank you so much for joining us on a bright and early Saturday morning. Yes. Um, We've met on... Spider-Verse 2, that was a lot of fun. And you have a career as a storyboard artist and character designer. And before you jumped into animation, I kind of want to ask you your path into lending your first job. How did you think about making that happen? And how did it happen? <laughs> uh, first job, honestly, I didn't know about animation when I got my first animation job. I feel I just got messaged on Instagram one day by uh, someone I was mutuals with. He's like, hey, you want to draw Spider-Man? And I'm just like, this is probably fake. No. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, I was like, oh, wait, I got emails like, oh, this is not fake. They, uh, This is like a thing to be a story revisionist. I didn't know about what the revisionist was or really even about storyboarding. But I, they gave me a test. I guess I did fine on the test. And then I flew out to L.A. like the next like week and just started being a storyboard revisionist on Marvel's Spider-Man. That's so crazy. I feel like the internet has really made like access to, to job like very different from, you know, um, probably like 20 20 years ago i when you when you got that went that dm what were you doing at the time like uh were you a student were you working so actually i was in grad school for like computer science stuff and i was also working as like doing it at the school so i was kind of just in south carolina doing this and I drew for fun mostly like I was it wasn't really like this is a thing you can make money doing because I just was like oh let me just draw for fun I used to sketch a lot especially like on the subway to school and stuff like that but I was never like yeah animation is a real career people do <laughs> that's funny that you you just kind of had that practice uh on your own was it just something like where you just like oh, I want to get better at drawing? Or was it just like, oh, I just love doing this so much. I'm just going to be doing it all the time. Kind of what was the mindset? Hmm. I mean, I did want to improve, but I mean, I, I just like drawing, honestly. It's uh, it's pretty fun to me. I didn't really have like a preference. Like I, I liked, you know, I liked video games a lot. And I used to, when I was like doing school for computer science stuff, I would make my own little games for fun. Like I do all the programming and then I do all the animation and art. 
not the music. I'm not a music person, but mm-hmm. I usually ask one of my friends to do music. But it was like I kind of became really well rounded because I just like doing that as like my hobby. Mm. And that kind of was like, oh, animation for games means you can animate for for anything really. So. Oh, were you thinking maybe were you thinking of going into games? Yes, I kind of. Well, I guess I kind of did go into games first a little bit. So before I was in grad school, actually, to step back to like undergrad i was uh i was doing computer science and i didn't really draw that much then mm. i just kind of was doing work and then i worked for a video game company that made uh playstation themes this is my first like art ish job and i drew like the icons and the uh like i don't know animated backgrounds and stuff like that it was a uh, i think i to describe it i don't know if this should be on the podcast but it was like they made playstation themes of like strip clubs so like um i, mean, I think that's an interesting <laughs> thing to have on the podcast yeah. I mean, I was, we, yeah. we definitely don't need to i mean listen we this can get as spicy as we want it to okay. it just, i mean yeah. i think that it's interesting to talk to talk about i mean everybody comes yeah. from a different place doing something yeah. different yeah. you know what i mean so yeah i uh used to be you to put these themes together for this video game company because back in the day in like 2009 2010 you could pretty much put out anything you want on the playstation and xbox stores and so i guess people like to buy backgrounds that were screensavers of popular women in industries and i would be the person to compile those for my my job Mm. so that was that was fun it it, was that the like the weirdest what, like the weirdest thing that you've ever done that's semi-art related uh yeah, yeah that's definitely it <laughs> that was like my first art job was doing that my first like real one where i was like oh i get a paycheck for making things what, one, of, also... one of my weirdest one of my weirdest things is there was about a year where i was a professional twerking animator like like Whoa. like i just got hired to animate like twerking gifs and twerking for music videos and like and like people would have me draw up like guides step-by-step guides on how to (laughs) draw someone twerking so that other people at the company could animate it well and uh so that's a weird thing (laughs) like you'd walk by my used you like that would have been perfect for my job back then. I was like, this this lines up well. You could have been co-workers. Like, like you, there there was actually one time where uh, because we had a recording studio in the back of the office, voice talent always used to go through. And one time, uh, Tyler the creator walked through, and he just saw like I I had on one screen really big a really big butt that I was looking at for reference, and then mm-hmm. and then I was an, I was animating someone twerking, and he he stopped at my desk and he was like, "Now you're now you're my kind of guy. We're gonna hang out. <laughs> like like you're doing my kind of work. You're doing a good job." <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's funny that PlayStation would even you know like allow that that. and that sounds like the wild west of online stores because i feel like now they cleaned up everything they did clean up this used to be a thing microsoft also like both playstation and xbox were like yeah you could buy these and then i think microsoft's like no this is not a thing (laughs) we should be selling on our store and then playstation took a little longer and then they i think they probably said no we're gonna stick to you know 
video game stuff. Yeah. Well, that's funny because I because if you don't decide on saying what you did for them, couldn't you just be like, yeah, I worked for PlayStation, <laughs> and like they, mm -hmm. no one knows, no, no one, one knows, knows that that's what you did. You know. I mean, it wasn't for PlayStation; it was oh, just no, for no. a little company that made things that they put on the store, PlayStation Store. But, uh, oh yeah, so it was like it was yeah yeah it was like a small it was a yeah, smaller yeah. company, but they were cool. I, I still like them. It's just uh, yeah. video game, video game stuff. And then I worked uh, at a couple startups in like the Bay Area, and That's just fun. you know, lots yeah. of computer design things. Not really anything that has to do with drawing anime or Spider Man. Yeah, were you like um. Were you always kind of posting online, like, or did you just, when did you kind of like start using the internet to post your art, I guess? Like, were you kind of like in, on DeviantArt or other communities? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I was on DeviantArt, but I wasn't like heavy on DeviantArt. Remember in high school, my friends like, Winton, please make a DeviantArt. It's great. I'm like, I don't know what that is. I don't use the internet. I'm old. <laughs> you just look it up but... and, it, and it's... It's just a furry. It's just furry stuff on the front page, and you're like, it, you know, this isn't yeah. selling me necessarily right off the get go. I mean, and maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. I, I know plenty of people who that does sell it. <laughs> so I don't, yeah. But it, it wasn't till I scrolled down, I saw Sonic, and I'm like, okay, I'm in this. Yes. Hell yeah. But did you did you have a Sonic OC? Did you make? Did what was their name? <laughs> Did you I did not one? have a Sonic OC. <laughs> I already enjoyed too many. Uh, I was like, there's so many Sonic characters. I even used to read the comics like too. So I was like, there's so much Sonic stuff. I didn't feel like I needed to contribute anything new when I saw it. It's just too many different characters already. It's but, true. The Sonic lore is like super dense. It's really deep. Yeah. They, I'm kind of sad they stopped the comics though, because I was like, man, they have such such a different universe in the comics than they do like in the games and show. It gets so weird and wild. Like people die. So, Rip. Oh, I, yeah. I've always wondered why Sonic was such a popular um, IP. You know, like I mean, obviously the designs are great, but now that you're saying that like characters are like having big drama like dying and stuff i'm like oh the kids love that they love kids. the intense like yeah. can you pretend that we have never we've never heard of sonic and you're selling the idea of sonic and why it's your favorite thing ever can you can you ha bring us on the journey about why it excites your heart and and leaves your heart pumping hmm i almost feel like i should draw it as a picture but imagine mickey mouse and you know, people love Mickey Mouse, so let's pretend everybody loves Mickey Mouse. But if he was better, if Mickey Mouse replaced those little circles with triangles because triangles are sharp, that's like seventy percent of the difference. And you already have like a better character because he's he's spiky, spiky Mickey Mouse. And that's that's really about it. You like if you like Mickey Mouse is like the number one dude, I guess. But if he was blue, which is a cooler color than like red, and if he was spiky and fast. Actually, I I do want you to draw it. I, I want you to 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 kind of like get across that feeling of like like why Sonic is so good to you. I love. I would love I will, that. We'll draw. I guess I'll have to just draw Mickey Mouse first. Okay. By the way, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, definitely check out the YouTube video to see Winton in action. Okay. This is such this a cute is... Mickey Mouse, honestly. This is like a this is a really good design. 
This um, is Mickey Mouse, right? Did you invent this mm -hmm. design? <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. Wow. What a good original design. I think it's cuter than their... This is this is the only difference. He's spiky. I don't I don't know. I didn't think they did much designing when they made Sonic. They're like, hey, make people love this guy. What if he was better? <laughs> and that's really all they did. And they changed the eyes. Like Mickey Mouse used to have the like old school, just the black dot eyes. Mm -hmm. And Sonic evolved from that instead of doing the uh, little eyes inside the circles. So I just thought that was kind of weird. Like you see what I mean? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you mean. Like they're they're yeah they're adding like a more like more detail to the eye, so it feels it looks a little bit more like, like a real eye, I guess. Yeah, Mickey Mouse did that, and Sonic didn't. Instead, they just gave him one big eye, and I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, the mask. I, I've always thought yeah. that was cool though. Like he, because he's like, it's funny because he's like frowning all the time. And I've always yeah. thought like frowning was like the cool expression. Like if you want to be cool, you frown, I guess. I just thought after I was like, oh, so this is like a misinterpretation of Mickey Mouse's hairline. But they are like, no, this is his eyes. So I don't know which uh, which one is the, the right answer, but Sonic's cool. Sonic's great. <laughs> Sonic Rush is my favorite Sonic game. Everyone should play that one. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy we got a little bit of a chance to just just give Sonic a spotlight. Oh, of course. give this underground <laughs> indie character a, uh, a little bit of recognition. <laughs> I do feel like I do feel like that's there's always that thing, right? That kind of like that uh, character or property or like story that makes you excited about drawing as an artist, right? So it's kind of cool that like it's like Sonic for you and that like because it is kind of like an action show yeah. right yeah. so it kind of sets the tone too for like the kind of stuff do you feel like you were drawing as you were like practicing and i also was going to ask you like because you haven't gone to art school so how did you kind of pursue like the craft of drawing you know like i feel like from i feel like for me i learned so much in art school because the teachers taught me what were the exercises I needed to do? How did you figure that out for yourself? How did you like get better at drawing? <laughs> do I know how to draw? Yeah. So I feel like everything that's lined up to here is just mostly weird coincidences that worked out. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, so when I was in high school, my bus dropped me off at Borders, which is pretty much Barnes and Noble. It's like a bookstore. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all right, I'm just stuck here for like a while before I'm like, I should walk home or whatever after school every day. So. Mm -hmm. At first, me and my friends used to, like, play, like, this Metal Gear Solid game we made up, sneaking around the store since they had all the aisles until we got in trouble. I'm like, okay, can't be doing that. I guess I'll look at these these things on the shelves, books, I guess. So what are these? I started, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, wait, you shouldn't, you can't just run around here, like, sneaking up on people. So really, this so... is a story about how you discovered books. Yeah. <laughs> what books are. So I was like, all right. Okay. I guess I'll, I'll start opening these. And uh, I read a lot of. Um, first, I read, you know, like comics and like stuff you'd read if you're just like sitting there. Read a lot of mm -hmm. comics, started reading a lot of manga. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, all right, I guess I'll look at these art books. And so I read tons of like art books and mostly learned how to draw from reading all of those then. Pretty much every day when I was in high school, I was like, all right, reading all these books because there's. Don't have anything else to do. Mm -hmm. I really like That's the idea of somebody saying like, like referencing a book that they read, and you're like, 
oh, you mean the Metal Gear Solid Obstacle Course? <laughs> yeah. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, so it, that's that's uh, pretty much where most of it came from. After that, it was uh, the internet, really. Mm. Learning from the internet. But I feel like most of my fundamentals, or all of them, were from then and just reading all these like Loomis books and all those boring looking art anatomy books that no one wants to look at from like the 60s and stuff like that. That is cool though that they had those books in uh because I feel like I don't know sometimes some bookstores they have like the like how to draw manga. Yeah I skipped those. <laughs> I could tell I was like you know what I don't know if I should look at this. I think I'll skip to the boring ones. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. That's so cool. And I and so back to when you you got that DM, you're like, okay, this is a prank. And then you're like, this is not a prank. Uh, how, like, how did you feel making the move? Because you're East Coast and you're moving to this like completely different career that you didn't even think you were going to do. Was it a little scary or were you just like, like? <laughs> um, well, before that, I was already, I worked at a, on the West Coast before in the Bay Area. I was like at a startup in between. Oh. So I was like, I've already done this random move for something I've never experienced before. Okay. I can do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just stayed with one of my friends who was a technical director at DreamWorks. And he already had a place. So I was like, oh, I'll just stay on his couch until I find an apartment and all that. And so I was used to flying across the country, not knowing anything and just being there. So mm. it wasn't too bad. I just thought, oh, neat. New, new adventure. I didn't expect that. to still be here, though, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, were you just kind of thinking, like, oh, we'll see how long this lasts? Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be like, oh, this is your career. I was like, oh, shit, yes, it is. Do you feel like, do you still feel like that now? Do you feel like maybe, like, maybe you'll switch to something different if something else floats your are way? You or do you, are you... I feel like I'm in too deep. Yeah. I'm in way too deep now. I... When was the point? When was the point when you were like, "This is this is what I'm doing. This is this is for me." When I got my second job, because I oh. was worried about that. I was like, "Once this show ends, what happens?" And they're like, "Oh, that's it, really." And I'm like, "Oh, dang! People just—that's how jobs work nowadays. You just work until the season's over, then you, you're just on the hunt." Mm. But. Uh, no, luckily I got another job after and I was like, okay, since this is like two for two, I think I can stay here for a little longer until, uh, until I find another one and keep, you know, keep hopping from boat to boat of mm. employments. What was your second job? Uh, I was on Big Hero 6, the TV series, and that was pretty fun. I liked that too. It's funny because uh, when I'm on, like, when I was boarding on shows that were more comedy i was always the action guy but when i was boarding on action shows they'd always be like all right you got to do like the comedy dialogue scenes and i was like okay what does this mean i don't know if i have a specialty at all now no but that's the thing that's great about your work i remember on spider-verse 2 seeing you pitch and I feel like you have that perfect blend of like, you know how everybody references so every frame every frame of painting Jackie Chan? I feel like you do this. Like you are really good at like having really fun, 
exciting choreography for action, but also your characters are like witty and <laughs> and funny because they like they they like slip and fall sometimes and they're like ouch you know or whatever <laughs> like they're yeah, you have those really and your your art is also very like kind of like loose but precise at the same time it's kind of hard to describe for anyone who's watching the youtube video you can see winton's drawings oh. and you'll see what i mean it's like like you have that like very precise line um, um with a nice little like roughness to it oh thank you yeah yeah my uh favorite movie growing up i used to really like the indiana jones movies as a kid yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's like I think where a lot of my influence comes from where it's like it's actually kind of goofy even though he's trying to be cool and I'm a big fan of that. So a lot of uh my boards try to reflect, oh yeah, the main character should never do something cool on purpose is kind of how I approach it. Everyone else can be as cool as they want. The main character is allowed to try to be cool, but I don't think they're allowed to succeed. I think that's so great. That's such a great like I like philosophy because i do feel like that makes the like protagonists more endearing when they're still trying and they're not perfect when things go wrong with them for for them it also makes it more more funny man like like if yeah. if the move like and, and and when something goes right for them it feels be it feels better because like they've mm -hmm. messed up so many times that like yeah yeah for sure exactly like i'm glad i'm working on invincible now and that was on spider-verse because i was like these shows are really like if you've seen invincible he never wins a fight really he gets beat up like every episode and it's just you know i hope he lives <laughs> expecting to win so leaves room to I've grow enjoying... though you know mm -hmm. yeah. by the way room to grow. um if if you were have to if you were to have to name this um, Winton, uh, Sonic OC that I'm drawing, what would your name be? I, it couldn't just still be Winton? Oh, actually, let's, I was gonna say Winton the Hedgehog is, like, a safe bet, but I've always, uh, my middle name's Alex, but no one ever calls me that. Ever. I've never, like, I know people who can go by their middle names, I'm like, that's so cool. I want to go by my middle name, but it just never sticks, because mm. Alex, I guess, is super common. Like, if I tried to go by Alex, I'm going to be, like, Alex number three in any situation. So I'll, I'll let him be Alex. Would it, would it be spelled, like, Alex? Like, like some, some sort of, like, cool way? <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. I'm a big fan of Y's where there should be a different vowel. I love that. That's actually... Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, like, Alex, and we'll keep some of your first names. So maybe it's, like, Wins. Wins. Or something. Like, yeah, like, like <laughs> I always win. Oh yeah, the Z has to be really big. <laughs> oh, you're right. I I'm so dumb. I made it so small. It's. <laughs> Sorry, I took us down. This. <laughs> I have this. This is a very stupid tangent. You know what's funny is that for a second I thought, I thought that when you started a drawing, um, Sean, I thought it was Winton drawing, and now I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't drawn any anything on the page besides my Mickey Mouse Sonic comparison. No, sheet. I'm impersonate. I'm impersonating you. I'm, yeah. I'm cha channeling your. I'm doing copy. I'm doing copy jutsu. <laughs> and after, also big um... fan of Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> favorite favorite um favorite manga. Do you, do you like manga or anime better, Winton? Um, 
I like both for different reasons. I like the animation in anime, but I feel like a lot of anime, you know, gets gets a little bit rushed because of sure. you know, the process and all that. Mm. So I feel like manga ends up telling stories better most of the time. Mm. Like I did, like I said, I read a lot of it back when I had nothing to do since I wasn't allowed to sneak around the bookstore hitting people <laughs> with books and stuff. So, uh, hmm, what is my favorite manga? I like Kaiji a lot. It's like about gambling. Oh, I've, I've been had that recommended to, read that to one. me recently. Yeah. yeah. Do, uh, do, do you always have something on in the background? Like, do you have like, like stuff playing in the background when you work? Or are you like a just silence or just like music or I have a lot of like anime on when I work like in the background me too but I feel like I can watch whatever when I work but it can't be good if it's actually too you. good then I'll start watching yeah. it but if it's like you know something I can just oh this is the right amount of mediocre I can easily like focus on work sure and like turn away it's so true I feel like I feel like you need a specific kind of um right like for me it's the writing for example when i i like i love shows like for example house md because it's like so silly and i'm like all right like and it's almost like a teleplay i don't have to like look at any of the images i can just like yeah. listen to them talk um but then when i started watching buffy i got so invested <laughs> i was just watching the show all of that i was like okay that show is too good I, it's distracting <laughs> Game of Thrones was supposed to be my background show like last year, but I actually just started watching and I was like, oh shit, I like this. I'm too into this. I, I was supposed to just have this on in the background because everyone was telling me it kind of sucks at the end. I'm like, okay. No, but there's but a reason to... why it was so big. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it was, it was great when I started. Too good to watch as a background show, sadly. What's your, do you have a go-to background show? But. Like one that yeah. maybe you've like watched a couple of times. I feel like I go back to watching like anime I've already seen is the best background show because mm -hmm. I do like looking at the art and they have really interesting shots usually. Mm. So I'll watch, um, you know, like Cowboy Bebop in the background sure. is a pretty good staple or something like that where I'm like, I know what happens. I don't really need to do that. I just want to see like some really cool cinematography and stuff like that every time I look up like a fancy screensaver. Yeah. My, yeah, my, yeah. my ultimate background show is One Piece because there's so much of it. I, I just so won't have to. I just don't have to change it ever. And I've already seen it. <laughs> I've already seen, you know, all of it or all of it that exists currently. So, mm -hmm. like, I can just put it on from any arc and just, like, have that play and have yeah. the right amount of ADHD style engage <laughs> overstimulation <laughs> to. to uh... yeah. Back when I used to work at Radio Shack many years ago. They had a, that, no one really goes to Radio Shack, if you know what it is, you know, the store that just sells, like, batteries. But they had, like, you know, display tablets, and I watched a lot of One Piece on the display tablets, because I'm like, no one's here, I'm just here wearing this gray shirt, maybe someone will come in and ask for, like, a very specific battery for a garage door opener, but usually you're just kind of standing there. So, I'm just watching One Piece, and waiting, and... That's about it, and that was my part-time job. <laughs> One Piece gets shit on a lot, but I, I'm, dude, I love it. I, 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 I like great. that it looks weird. I like that it looks... Uh, the biggest thing that people rag on it about is that it looks weird, and I like, <laughs> I like that it doesn't look like other anime, and I, that's something I like about it, you know? 
I can talk about those for so long, but a part of me is also a little sad that a lot of people don't like the art style because I think it's my favorite art style because because it is different. And you know, he actually Oda is like the biggest fan of Toriyama. And yep. when you look, a, you a lot tell. of yeah, mm -hmm. his style is I very love Dragon Toriyama's Ball. Art. He's yeah. he's one of my favorites too. I think he does the action comedy thing also extremely well mm -hmm. especially in his older stuff well mm -hmm. to, I, I love to loop this into something that i want to do toriyama has is draws vehicles my favorite out of any uh i think uh, any artist with just with so much personality i'd like mm -hmm. to try to take us over to page two, page two. I, I, I would i would like to uh customize this vehicle with the two of you um and just add whatever you want to it i, I just want to trick it out and like add ridiculous things to this thing with you um and if you want to cover color over the lines you can use the the white uh the white pen to get rid of my line uh so that there's uh, no line under your drawing but i just figure you know we we can all draw on the same drawing for a little bit while we talk no, that sounds great. I love customizing cars. I like cars too much. I feel like this is on purpose. It, this <laughs> this was on this was a targeted ad. <laughs> this, okay. this was a, this, yeah. <laughs> We've done surveillance. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my uh, non-art hobby is fixing fixing up '90s cars and driving around in those when they when they run. Honestly, it's pretty crazy. Like, um, I like I remember you like drove me to like the station one day, and I was like, "Man, this car is cool!" Like, it was a car you just fixed. So I was just like, you know, cars. I feel like I'm like I'm like blind to cars. I see a car, and I'm like, I don't even know the difference between brands. <laughs> but you're like, yeah. yeah, it's that's really funny. When did you start? <laughs> hmm. well the f the thing that got me into cars was uh so this is a long time ago i drove our car like my parent like i had this really old like ford from like 97 and i my parents were out of town and i drove it somewhere and i broke like a headlight on it this is like super long ago and i was like oh crap they're gonna be so mad if they found out i broke this car so while they're still gone i go to the i drive like i find a junkyard i find all the parts to replace it I fixed wow. it. It was like 20 bucks and no one ever found out except my younger brothers, but they're cool. <laughs> and uh, after that, I was like, you know what? Working on cars isn't that hard. I think this is a thing I can, I can start doing more of. And that's what really started it. And after that's that. That's crazy. Like, how did you, wait, how did you find the parts in the junkyard? Wait, so how does that work? You, there's someone that you can talk you to. You just and go you're... to a guy and be like, Hey, do you have, you know, this thing for this car? And they're like, yeah, sure. And then, that was pretty much it. It was pretty straightforward. So that's so crazy. All right, so I don't, so... I don't know if I'm doing this right, but I'm adding the horsepower on the car. <laughs> oh. uh... This is great. I don't know if this is if that's how they look when you pop open the hood, but I I just figured I'd draw some of the horsepowers in there. Yeah, I'm gonna draw the wheels. I uh, <laughs> have a friend who has these wheels that I I really like. They have like teddy bears inside, and I was like, this is this is great. I didn't know these were real. Teddy bears inside. I I, I, yeah. I need to understand. I mean, I know you're yeah. drawing it currently. <laughs> but... Oh my gosh! Whoa. Okay, that's yeah. really cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Is there a little face too? There is. Yeah. 
and you look like that and i'm like this is this is it this is that's sick peak peak vehicle i've never seen design. that before wow yeah, nothing has topped that for me yeah <laughs> i re- also remember when i was talking to you um i think it was when we were on spidey i guess and you were you were trying to be you were trying to pick between two jobs and one of them was drawing spider-man and the other one was drawing cars and you're like oh no yeah you're like it was a difficult choice because you love both yeah no that that was the decision all the time i'm like what's which do i like more but thankfully nowadays i'm kind of more like it's not really about the specific product you're on anymore i just want to make Mm. things that are that i like like it doesn't matter if i'm like oh you get to work on you know spider-man or initial d Mm. or anything i'm more like as long as it's good i think i'll be happy Mm. versus uh trying to focus on the the brand of what something is do you feel like you ever focused on the brand of something i did oh really until I worked on those two things, I was like, all right, I did it. My checklist is now now done. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just here to make things I like. Are there like any, <clears throat> are there like any kind of things you wish to try, like in, in boards or even in positions? Because you've done, oh, yeah, because you've done character design and... So when in your career did that come around and how fun slash different is it from boards? So the thing I like about boards is you don't have to do good drawings, really. But the thing Mm. I don't really like about boards is that you don't really get to do good drawings. Yeah. So character design I do like because I'm like, oh, I can finally like draw a character with like eyes and details and Mm-hmm. all the things that you don't really get to do with boards and so i've i've done it a couple times and i might go back to it again because i really do like it it's a different skill i think than boarding you know trying to make a design that's appealing i agree and i'd like to do more it's it's also i like i don't know for you how you felt but i when i did a little bit of character design i it was more like concept than like the um, post board you know like the like cleaning up super like um fine line um but it's i thought it was really fun to have an assignment that changes like kind of like every day ish or like every like just way more than boards like boards you're doing your thing for so long that's true yeah how do you feel about that i guess about how long boards are the same thing? Yeah, or like, do you have like a preference? <laughs> What's up with boards? Or... They're so yeah, long. They're the same thing for so long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. They are. Mm, it's true. I, I don't know. Do you have a preference, or I don't know? Uh, I actually don't really. I like boarding because I feel the opposite. Like, no scene is exactly the same, really. Mm. So I do like the variety of stuff you end up drawing in boards. I think that's a nice plus. I feel like characters you do end up just drawing kind of the same poses over and over until you get to the part where you're doing like the special frames for an animation where you have to draw, like redraw over the board the exact pose for the animators and stuff. Mm. But other than that, I feel like at least you can do like weird poses and boards that you'll never do in design. 
and That's I've also um, I want to try directing one day. Mm-hmm. That's one thing mm-hmm. I haven't really been able to do yet. I feel like I'm this close. I'm so close all the time yeah. to directing jobs, and then something weird happens and falls through. So my goal, one of my goals, is to direct something pretty soon. Yeah, because because you were. Um... <laughs> Are you still on uh, Invincible right now? Mm-hmm. Doing boards and yep, yeah. They gotta they gotta listen to this podcast and promote you. This is what's yeah, gonna promote <laughs> me if you guys want me to direct something. Let me know. It's that's the that's the dream. Well, a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to give me money for no reason, so I don't have to work, that's like the the real dream. <laughs> Well, what would you do? I guess you would do. What would you do if you had money so you don't have to work? I would make a movie. Ooh. Yeah, a movie. Yes. I think that's that's what I'd want to do. I'd make want to make a very uh, a movie about car stuff and things I like. Just make it a movie. So if you had enough money to not work, you would work more. Is your an- yeah, is your answer exactly? I would I would do the same things I'm doing now. Oh yeah, but then I'd be like I wouldn't have to worry about paying for for rent and food. That sounds great. Yeah, I yeah, I approve this dream. <laughs> I do you have like do you, do you ever like kind of like keep a word document or something or, or stuff that like do you idly work on your ideas some like on the side. Kinda. I feel like I don't have any like really long-term ideas. Most of my ideas are kind of like, all right, let's just do it. It's kind of how things start. Like um, I'm doing a comic with a friend we've been working on for a little bit, and I don't. We have like the script and all that, but I don't feel like we had ever had a document developing it. We're just like, let's do it, and then we just work on it when we have time. So mm. I think that's most of my things are just like, yeah, just do it. Oh, that's a very detailed gun. Uh, it's a very detailed uh, bullshit gun that I made up uh, everything on. I... <laughs> so this gun is is not based off of any real gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it looks like you can like. There's like a little crank. Yeah, we got a little crank on it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a big old stupid bullseye. <laughs> I am fooled by this design, and I believe it is real. If 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 you were to work on car stuff, it, it, like car illustrations, um, it, 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 if you were to work on car things, what kind of car art would you like to do? Do you want to work on car illustrations? Do you want to plan out cars, mm-hmm. like draw cars, design cars in films? Uh, actually... So the thing I know about me, and mostly from like the stuff I've done, is I, it's not really about drawing or working on things. I like the feeling of like fixing a car and the feeling of finishing a drawing are like the exact same. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. wouldn't really. I'm just a long way to say I don't want to design cars. No, no, <laughs> I like, no, no, I like them, <laughs> but I was like, I don't know if I want to draw, design them for animation as much as I'd want to make a project like with them in it to. For for um, animation, when I when I, like, I think that's what I want to do. When I when I first got out here, um, uh, in L.A., uh, I worked with a uh, a couple guys that like introduced me to jobs that I had never even knew existed. That the fact that people, uh, 
uh, that prop designers will design cars or, or that people will mm-hmm. specialize in drawing just the cars on shows. And that's that's their favorite thing in the world to draw. They just draw cars and they draw really sick yeah. cars on shows. My first job, I worked at the desk across from Damon Moran. Uh, oh, he's great. Dude, he is a fucking nut. Like, like, like he, he, he draws like the stuff he draws are like manuals. It's so precise mm-hmm. and crazy. And like, like he would show me like, like, uh, uh, for fun on his off time, he was like taking old plans for, uh, like historical planes and, and rendering them. And I was like, this is a thing that people do and and want to do and want to do that for a living. Holy shit. And you can do this and that's what you do. And like, like he, like he, he, he drew like all the like cars on like black dynamite and like all these like, and it was, it was super sick. And that was the first time that I ever found out that that was even a job. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know if I want to do that, but I really like his stuff. And I'm like, if I did do something about cars, oh he's pretty much the person to draw them. You, he can draw all the cars for it 100%. And I'm just like, I'll, I'll stick to, you know, the boarding part of it. He was my first um, example of sort of like geeking out and being sort of intimidated by how good somebody was. I remember he gave, he gave me a ride home. And when we were getting out, when I was getting out of the car, I was like, thanks, dude. Like, I appreciate you. And we did one of those, like, I go for a fist bump and he goes for a handshake. And then we correct uh-huh. and it's like a different thing again. And I'm like, ah, no, I'll see you. <laughs> and I, like, <laughs> I can, like, run. Yeah. <laughs> if you mess up, just go in for the hug. Like, if you, if you, if you guys both have it wrong, just, just hug him. Just, just pretend you were going for a hug the whole time. And pretend you never even saw his hand. It's, it's actually, <laughs> my, my first coworkers working out of this small studio it i it, it's actually unfair that i was at this place in this room with these people my first job i was with damon moran lashawn thomas and chase Connolly, all yeah, like those... working in the same office and i was like i don't belong here at all <laughs> and and also i i didn't know what job positions were and so damon uh, was like like what what do they have you doing on the show and i was like i think like it'd be cool if i could direct and he was and, and then and then he was like i hope not <laughs> he, said, he said that he said, he said that he was like i hope you're not directing because <laughs> i was like just out of school <laughs> i love all of those guys art so much too probably. but i really liked seeing their stuff way back it is not fair that i that i worked in it because it it didn't make any sense and and i got fired pretty quick <laughs> but, but but i was i was there and i was working with those guys just for a second <laughs> you'd be like yeah i bet them i i talked to them no so all, all those dudes are super super nice um and very 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 talented they're super good i love their stuff like all of it That's so funny do you did you ever have like a moment like that went to like in the like being in an office and would like people that you're just like holy moly can't believe i'm here uh yes yeah definitely spider verse was definitely one example i was like oh wow we're here super good actually i feel like every show i've been on i'm like why is everybody so good at everything here? <laughs> yeah i mean because remember i'm coming from like not really knowing about animation really so i haven't seen like a lot of this stuff before 
I didn't really, I didn't really have other friends who drew at all until mm. I moved out here. So I was like, whoa, everybody's good at drawing here. This is crazy. <laughs> it's like when you're, um, like in the anime where they finally go to like the magic school or the sports school and you find out, oh, there's a bunch of people who are good at this. <laughs> you didn't know it was like a thing. So I am impressed very often when all the time here. Like so much, so much good. So many good artists. Yeah. Have you have you had sort of like um I know w- when I was coming up I had a little bit of a uh I had a little bit of a, a a mentor that I worked with like just just someone that took a little bit of extra time with me uh have you had any situations like that where someone was like here I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the ropes and and you were like oh man like nice like yeah. you know? my my first directors and uh people I worked with on Spider Man the two thousand it was like a Disney XD cartoon Spider-Man, but yeah, our uh, Dan Duncan and Soul Choi, they were like the first people I worked under, and I'm really glad they took time out to let me know how things worked, because I did not know anything when I started, like at all. That also and makes so... sense, though, because you, you, weren't, you weren't in animation school, so they, yeah, they no. must have known, right? They, they knew, have... they, they definitely knew, but I'm glad they did not just fire me immediately. <laughs> I feel like I'm from like, the last group of like, the generation people where they actually would teach people how to yeah. do their job on the job. And they expect to do that, yeah. Yeah, mm. so they definitely taught me a lot, and uh, George Gibson... He was a board artist on the show, but I learned a lot from him, too, and Ben Lee. But yeah, there's a lot of people who knew what they were doing and took time to teach me stuff while I was there. And I really appreciate that because they could have just fired me <laughs> and I'd be back, back in Georgia making <laughs> the strip club PlayStation themes. <laughs> so. Would you No, you would have probably like, been like, okay, I can aspire for something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I would have been doing, but <laughs> it wouldn't have been animation. You know, we have a bunch of questions from patrons and people online, and I think um, there's a lot of good ones in there. Um, hopefully, we haven't like already talked about everything yet. I think there's like a lot of more more stuff that we can that we are gonna get to cover um, from our patron Money Bean. What prepares you for boarding uh, action sequences? Was there anything that influenced you growing up that made you lean toward action-based project, or is it all happenstance? Uh, action. Well, besides Sonic, my other favorite game is Street Fighter. So I was mm-hmm. very into, and of course, you know, Jackie Chan movies and stuff like that. I used to rent those on VHS, or not rent, but get them from Blockbuster and Goodwill and stuff back in the day. So I always liked like action comedy kind of things. But, and I specifically wanted to draw more things like that. Because that's, yeah, that's just what I grew up on watching, so. The follow-up question, which is, for character design, are you usually given a loose sketch of what a character will look like? Or is it more or less detail that is provided when starting a design? Um, For me, for the things I've been given, they didn't have any designs when I started on the project I started on. They're just like, this is what we want and they'd have like a sheet of like it had like photos sometimes they send a lot of photos of actors who they want for the character design and like notes of like what they're looking for like oh this guy is like a little bit of batman a little bit of you know, mm. you know other people and stuff like that so some i don't really get the character already designed on the things i've worked on 
they're usually like, just take this and go to it, go to town. And then they usually just try to give me revisions and notes until it's more of what they want. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, like in your experience, how much context to a character's personality and story were you given? Usually I'm given the whole stories, which is really nice. So like you have the script too, probably by the time they start character design. So you can read it all and get what the kind of person they're going to be, which is good because it really, you know, lends to their design. Like so what kind of shoes they wear, like how much money they have determines like what kind of clothes they wear or what they do. I mostly design people. I've never had to design like animal characters. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is just, you know, what they're wearing and their face expression and how their face looks and if they have scars and stuff. Mm. <laughs> they have scars. I mean, yeah, I, mean, yeah. They, I draw a lot of like action kind of things. So that's that comes up more than you think. I feel like oh, yeah? animation, it's always cool to have like the scar that goes like this to show they're like a badass or all that. So scars are used a lot. If, if you were to have a scar, like a really cool face scar, if you were to be completely maimed in the face for life and have a cool <laughs> scar, what would your scar of choice be? I really, so the dude in Full Metal Alchemist with the X scar, I guess scar is his name. He has like just this X on his face. I'm like, whoa, that's that's pretty insane and pretty metal. I uh, I'd, I'd have to lean towards that. Dude, I've there's this uh, vocalist of a metal band who got a a scar, like he got scarification on his face to make like a villain scar on his face. Um, and I was like, this is really stupid and really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely metal. <laughs> I like it. You listen to metal, Winton, right? Yeah, I like going to metal concerts, especially before the pandemic a lot. I was like, oh, this is cool. These concerts are really fun and way cheaper than other concerts. So I was like, this is this is Dude, I, if a... if you want, I'll I'll hit you up. I play I play in the death metal band. I'll bring you to I'll bring you to a show if you want. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, definitely Fuck yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. To remember the last band I saw in concert before the pandemic ended. Uh, maybe it was Meshiga. I remember seeing them. That's that's just like know. that. They're so good to just like fucking groove out to. Like it's yeah. just just digga 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 just like and you're just like yeah, oh I yeah. love that. It's like it wasn't them. I have to remember. I like always try to get a shirt from when I go to a concert. So I'm just going to look through my like closet of all metal band shirts. They're all black and just have a different font that i can't read and try to figure out what, what the last thing i saw was yeah the uh the band with the guy with the scar is a slaughter to prevail it's alex the terrible it's um so it's a russian band but uh he, oh. he he got a crazy villain ass scar tattooed on his face oh wow you weren't kidding this is wild uh, yeah <laughs> okay yeah that that's very metal okay <laughs> i'll check them out for sure <laughs> I'm too scared to look it up now. No. Yeah, because if you if you if you uh, if you look it up, if you search it three times, they show up at your house and scream. So no, <laughs> Alex the terrible. Alex Water to prevail. the terrible. Alex is just like Wenton's middle name. Exactly, it's a cool name, but like I said, I'd already be the second coolest Alex just from that alone with a cool scar. That that scar does look really cool on you. Um, I just yeah. want to say, 
Oh yeah, that works. See? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I drew it. <laughs> I drew you with the kind of like the kind of like um the anime what's how would you call this expression the kind of not like apathy but kind of like too cool for school the cool guy expression yeah yeah (laughs) i like it it's perfect from our patron katie what do you think you've learned working across all these different productions was an uh, essential drawing skill that continued to get you work Mm -hmm. um yeah i think Thinking about your shots is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. I think, because uh, I mean, drawing good is something that's just extremely like you can just read a book and be like, all right, this is how tall the person's like seven heads tall and they're this wide. And like drawing things is something you can kind of just learn that way. But mm-hmm. learning like what shots to use and when to use them is, I think, something I've only really learned from storyboarding so much. And knowing when to cut close and when to emphasize things and when to pay less attention to something even and where to move the camera and how much to move it. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, that's probably the biggest thing I learned that's important and under underrated in storyboards because I also used to do a lot of uh, portfolio reviews for people at, uh, I think it was CTN. I was mm-hmm. doing portfolio reviews and I was like, I like this a lot, but I also always want to see like, some like cinema like you know where the camera is somewhere kind of cool and it's like a mirror someone's maybe shedding a tear mm. like like really i think i'd like to see more of that and i like appreciate that stuff more yeah yeah i know i know what you mean i feel like it's like it's really um it's like an extra layer of thinking to kind of get there which is really um i i like that answer a lot that's it's Cause, really cool. Cuz there's there's like getting the scene done and then there's mm-hmm. getting the scene done in the coolest weirdest possible way. And that exactly. and those are two ways those are two different ways of thinking. For me that's like the thinking of like like if if I'm boarding on regular show or something. Like it it we're, we're basically treating the shot like a dollhouse that we're cutting in and out of we set up a background we cut in and out a whole mm-hmm. bunch of times but if you're working on something more actiony you're like you know how how can i put this camera in the weirdest possible place <laughs> and have them do mm-hmm. like a weird somersault over it so that the foot mm-hmm. lands on the camera or whatever whatever it is yeah. you know like how how do i do this in a way that hasn't i haven't seen a billion times before yeah, that's I have hard. two way, the ways of uh, saying approaching that too, though, because even though you're also looking for the coolest way, you also want it to be readable. Yeah. Like those, yeah. it's like a struggle of like how cool mm-hmm. should this be, but also this is so cool I can't tell what it is. I feel a little weird about. Like I've seen yeah. a lot of new anime where I've seen like that was the coolest thing I ever saw, but I don't know what happened just because everything, yes. the way it's cut and shot is almost so fast, so and so abstract and like mm-hmm. it almost turns into like abstract art like where yeah. the cutting is so fast that like this is no longer choreography it's like like a visualizer <laughs> like, like, yeah like, exactly that's exactly it i'm like this is cool but i don't know what that was <laughs> would watch again though <laughs> i i do feel like it, it, it is true that when you do see like an action sequence or like a um 
it's funny my boyfriend has been like watching a bunch of like youtube clips of like uh kung fu movies recently and when they're like filmed correctly you're like this is cool and it's not even that fast paced it's kind of like some of the shots are kind of long just so you can really like appreciate everything that's going on and Mm -hmm. like how they use the like environment like grabbing a fridge or something or a table and you're like whoa i love that i'd like that to be an animation more but we can't really you know most animation you can't pick things up too often because that's you know a whole new prop that that the designers have to design and track Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah background stuff being in a 2d fight scene does not happen as often as i want but i totally get why you just have to become the storyboard artist that all of the prop designers fear yeah, I can become yeah, I can become an enemy to everyone in the production and just have characters throw everything in the room when they fight. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, every once in a while I feel like I, I do that like if a project gives a certain amount of freedom, I feel like I usually control myself pretty well, but on one episode I'll do that kind of thing. <laughs> where where it's just like, well, you know, if, fuck everybody this is gonna be the coolest thing ever <laughs> but, but, but everyone's gonna be kind of miserable yeah you know? everyone's gonna be miserable but it'll be cool <laughs> i gotta i gotta flex once and a while <laughs> i think that's true i feel it's like i feel like there's moments when like it is nice to be able to flex a little bit or like to have fun that's how you have fun in the job right it's like you challenge yourself right yeah it's like not everything you do ever needs to be a portfolio piece but doing every one every once in a while is kind of tight no i agree 100 percent. every episode i try to have like one section where i'm like this section this is like the section yeah. where something cool weird interesting happens yeah. and you know and you know that doing a section like that is also harder on you like it, it, yeah. it's it's also like i i'm aware that I'm probably going to stay up way later doing this or maybe work extra on the weekends to try to get this done. Mm. It's usually uh, not just other people that I'm fucking over. Yeah, when I yeah. Do that. But yeah, so I have to be careful. You got to choose your battles when you do that stuff. I, I feel like. Oh, hundred percent. I am suffering from that right now. So I, I get it. <laughs> I regret it. But hopefully it'll be cool when invincible comes out in like a, uh, later this year maybe we'll see people will be like yeah that that that's the cool section right there oh the cool nice <laughs> i can't wait to watch it i can't wait to see your sequence but i mean already season one was like they had some great moments as well so oh, yeah it was good i, yeah. I like the comic a lot so it was nice working on it i'm like oh yeah i already know what happens in this whole show that's sick so <laughs> it's, it's fun to just draw draw it and not worry about that how often how oh, often yeah. do you reference how they did it in the comic like for or, or do you usually do something different uh pretty often actually i like doing that because i feel like when people see the real one they're like oh yeah it's like a nice you know call out like same with spider-verse i try to fit as much like esoteric comic knowledge as i could mm-hmm. when i was on my boards i'm like people um for example uh 2099 spider-man has like webs that are like lasers wait that's mm. not i just made that up never mind that wasn't in the <laughs> comics i just did that because i thought it was cool that was, <laughs> <a lie. laughs> that was something else about him that that uh was was in the comic that's like oh this has to be a part of this but i always I... like trying to put in easter eggs I love that like I do like though like when I was working with you that you were like you 
I have like a really good sensibility for like cool things and you'll just like do them I don't know like I don't know if you know what I mean like I feel in like real for, life or like like in the like just like you said like like shooting lasers and oh, okay. stuff like you know like having that idea like and like I feel like for me I don't really like I I, I don't think about I have to like what's the word like he doesn't, I, I I have to like tell myself, oh, you should make this cool. Like, it's not like an instinct, you know what I mean? I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, just no, think... I, I, I follow. I always just think that cool things are just like dumb things that work out. That's like the only difference. Like if you try to do something but that you don't really need to do, like mm. for example, like drifting a car is just kind of spinning out. When you just dr try to drive out of a street and you like crash into a pole, that's just dumb. But if mm. you do it and you go around the pole, that's really cool. That's the only difference is it worked out. It's like controlled chaos. Like exactly. like getting good at controlling something that most people can't control or whatever. Yeah. I actually really love that you guys gave a definition for cool. You know, <laughs> because I, you know, sometimes people like will say like, this is a cool thing. And I'm like, well, I understand, you know, like I understand mm -hmm. the definition that cool is like this thing you pointed out. But now you gave like the actual. That's what I think. Essence. Yeah. I agree. I do like, agree. When someone falls, like someone like flips and falls on the ground. It wasn't cool because they fell. And you're like, oh, that was kind of dumb. But if they land the flip, you're like, that was cool. That was a flip. Nothing's cooler than a flip. That's that's all you need. Also, sorry. That's my sorry. I drew your head getting slashed in half. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, oh no. I I died. This is this is it. Well, well, that's what happens. Sometimes you're like, I wish I had a scar, and like you know, sometimes you be careful what you wish for. Uh, or maybe that's how it happened, and then I was yeah. together in the X shape. That's what I was gonna say. This is figure one, and this mm -hmm. is figure two. Yeah. This is how you back. got this. Yeah. I have a, uh, this is a question. This is a kind of an interesting question. So it's still from Katie, but do you, what do you think sets you apart from all other applicants when you're like, you know, applying for a job or, you know, or like when um, people reach out to you, I guess, for a position? I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty well-rounded. I think that's one thing. I don't know why people hire me. I think that's a question for the people who hire me, honestly. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just here to draw draw stuff and, you know. Well, well, well maybe, a, maybe a better question is, like, like, if you were doing a test or something, if you were putting your best foot forward and trying to get a job, what, mm. what do you think about trying to show of yourself to get yourself? Maybe that's a, a proactive answer maybe is more helpful. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's better yeah thank you for rewarding that because i was like i don't know uh, <laughs> definitely i think the thing is i try to make something like we t said earlier something kind of cool but also kind of you know funny fun mm -hmm. so that's just boarding something that'll either end like a action that ends up in being cool or being funny dumb just by whether it succeeded or not and just doing that over and over in a sequence that gives you an automatic edge that not everyone can mm -hmm. do funny. It's hard to do mm -hmm. funny and it's hard to do action and fun. It's actually something that that's one of my favorite yeah. genres of storyboarding is uh, like funny action. And uh, it's hard. It's, it's hard. It's hard to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. No one really does it very often. It kind of makes me sad because I would really like these scenes to be more connected. But a lot of it is like, <laughs> this is the action part. 
and then this is where they say the quips mm-hmm. but i would really like more maybe it's a writing we need to do this more on the writing side too is just merge them you know what's funny is that i heard too that when people pitch action comedies like there was a moment when we could pitch that and then there was a moment when like networks starting to be confused and they were like well is it an action or is it a comedy and i think there's a little bit of that sometimes where i don't know if it comes from the top or if it comes from marketing or what it is but there's a little bit of like you know why not both yeah. right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, and then like i i feel like the only way originally to sell it was to have it be like ultra violent like a like a like a like a king star king or like a, a super jail or and that's and that's like it's sort of action but it's like it's more cartoony uh, but yeah. it's like a focus on like this is a this is adult animation where everybody's exploding and there's like drugs and like mm-hmm. you know sex and stuff um i i was working on a super violent personal cartoon and i had um i i used to make a rule for myself where someone couldn't die unless it's a joke gag like it has to be it has to be funny so like they they like can't that. they can't just go around just punching everyone to death and they just like blow up like there there has to be a joke or like there has to be a catchphrase or something to just to like make myself pump up the um the humor in in the action oh yeah no i like that rule a lot i'll probably try to follow that more too no. Only die if it's a joke. <laughs> do you do you have like little rules like that for yourself, Quentin? Any time that you board or like think of a sequence or like uh, your own little. I actually don't think I have many rules I go back to. I don't even really follow the one eighty rule. Sometimes I know people say that's like a sin. I don't think it's a sin to break the one eighty rule at all. I'm gonna be honest. I think it's overrated to mm-hmm. say that this is what you need i mean just as long as the character's you know moving you can kind of break it sometimes and no one really says anything well sometimes you, it, a scene is supposed to be chaotic and that's yeah, the perfect time to break it you know mm-hmm. you know what's funny it's funny that you mentioned that because i i was watching a, a cowboy bebop episode recently and they do break the 180 in there mm-hmm. and i was just like oh and i think it is true that there i've i've noticed a lot of of like directors um here like kind of really um talk about the 180 as like something that you like you know mm-hmm. like never you can never break but i think it's there's the other way you can break the 180 is when you um i forgot the name of it but it's like basically when you lead the eye with movement so if whatever character in your previous shot is moving let's say from left to right and then they end up in the right area of the screen and you cut and they're still there no matter what happens in the space your audience is not lost exactly i I break it with either character movement or camera movement Mm -hmm. sometimes i'll have a fluid camera thing go around the character with like an animated background and then yeah it's like no one is confused when when you do that you're repositioning people and that's i mean yeah and when it comes down to it they do that in they do that in live action like they have to exactly. like when a character yeah. switches yeah. places yep so mm-hmm. and so. i think it's like my my guess this is this is the speculative moment the theory uh, theory moment my guess is that there's a lot of talking head shows in mm-hmm. animation and 
and breaking the 180 in the in a talking head show is very confusing oh for sure 100 percent. that's true it's easier to have really strict rules for a production because everyone's going to just fly off the handle and do whatever they want if you don't have rules so of course it's easier <laughs> to give out blanket yeah. rules that you you need to follow on a production you know true i think it's it's a good rule to follow but i don't think it's as end of the world as i feel like people make it out to be when 100%. it's not followed I get you. Yeah. You, I, I used to, oh. I used to get so confused about um whenever there were three characters talking, I used to Dude, get really, yeah. really confused about the one eighty degree degree rule and like draw a bunch of charts and I'm like, how, wait, <laughs> how, okay, how, how does it work? They're all there's, it's a triangle. Like, how do I do it? Um, it, it, yeah. is, is there anything in storyboarding that you find really, really? Like like a cha- the 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 most challenging thing that you try to do like for some people that's it's it's crazy pans for some people it's you know, you know unusual perspective you know I mean I feel like for me the thing that challenges me the most when I'm boarding is when I don't agree with what the script says mm. that that's the biggest challenge when I'm like this doesn't make sense for the character to do this in this situation that is a probably the hardest hurdle to overcome then any drawing challenge is just like it's hard to board them doing this because it doesn't make sense or work oh out oh my god i agree with this so much uh and it's true it's really hard because this isn't like a, a drawing skill this is like a how would you say like psychological skill i guess yeah. you have yeah. to be to tell yourself this is fine you know god. what's hard too is when you <laughs> when you know that once they see it they are going to change it yeah exactly at at my first job i actually had i my um the director on my show was he was one of those guys that like really um like sort of mind games a little bit and he 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 knew that the um the person above him was guaranteed to always give notes like that person always no matter what, even if it's perfect, is going to like cut a full scene just to like feel like they participated. So he yeah. had me storyboard a fake scene. He, he was like, <laughs> he, he, he was like, we're going to put a fake scene in this that they're going to cut. And so I'm, I'm going to have you board something that is it's guaranteed to get to cut. Uh, and so and, and so that felt weird because I was. Yeah, I mean, you're just. I, it's like I guess I'm getting paid, <laughs> but, yeah. but but like I'm, this is all gonna get thrown I've, away. <laughs> I've heard of multiple like uh, I've heard of leadership doing that on other productions as well because that's the thing exactly like you said when you have no when you know no matter what you turn in is gonna get a random no, mm-hmm. you distract them with the bat and yeah. yeah this is such a weird thing. I this mean is... the easiest one is just you know flip. Flip a random, break that 180 rule on purpose. Make it real obvious. Just yeah. take one of your scenes and you just know flip what? it. And then they're like, hey, you should flip this scene the other way. Like, yeah. hey, you're right. Dude, anybody, wow, any, anybody that does that shit uh, see, just <laughs> comes across as someone who, like, has read the 48 laws of power like like they're like a like a like they like think about the mind games they think it's a game to them you know what i mean like 
yeah it's so weird that's so crazy but that's a real thing that I, I don't think people think about that mm -hmm. storyboard artists have to do. Like, yeah. I've done that multiple yeah. times where I'm boarding a scene where I'm like, this is definitely going to get cut, but I have to still make it good. <laughs> there's, and there's, yeah, like, there's also, like, a very common thing, which is, like, you know, like, a script is, like, a page a minute. And let's pretend you're working on a 22-minute show and you get a script that's 35 pages. You know. Mm, that's too much. 10 pages are going to get cut. But you got to draw them anyway. <laughs> and you're, you're, yeah. you got you got to draw these 10 mm -hmm. pages. And, yeah, I, I do agree. I don't think it, yeah, I don't think it's talked about. I think, I think one of the lot. things that makes a good director is they will catch that early and yeah. pretty early on start pitching ways to change that before the artists mm -hmm. get all the way through. Um, and I've, and I've also seen that done successfully where like, they're like, I caught this early on. This is going to cause everyone a lot of hardship. Like let's already pitch a new way to do it um, mm -hmm. in like the thumbnail phase. And if, they don't like it or sometimes they'll they'll say like in the thumbnail phase let's board the way it, board it the way it is and i want us to just take a little bit of time to board an alternate so, to like here's a shorter version and we'll pitch both of them and be like you know I, and and i think that that uh in general even though it's a little bit of a pain in the ass in the long run yeah. it'll save everybody time that's i've done that sometimes on on a show where like I tell the artists, like, let's just do the, like, safe version of the scene. Yeah. Just just mm -hmm. in case everything goes to shit, we, we can fall back onto that one. And I was like, I'll just thumb out the, like, riskier, like, the more, like, kind of, like, creative take on it. And then we'll yeah. just work on it together later. But, yeah, there's a little bit of, like, yeah, strategy, um, which sometimes you're kind of, like, you're, like, I. it's funny because there's a, a lot of the way you communicate with your artists is also, like, I know this is like kind of annoying because we're gonna have to do <laughs> dude, these two things. It's like you start with an apology. You're like, oh, dude, I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry, but the reason why I'm asking you is because I trust you. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. I'm curious if you if you ever do this. Um, sometimes I'll be boarding something, and I'll put something in the boards just to make people in the la in the room laugh, even though I know it'll get cut. And I and and, and like sometimes I'll put something in here and there that I'm like, I know this will get cut, but maybe it could lead to something else. Or, you know, there could be a wild chance that they'll say, fuck it, let's keep that. That was funny. Um, do you guys ever do that where you where you put something in where you know that it's like this is kind of balls to the wall and more than likely they're yeah. going to cut this. But like this made me laugh or like this made me like go like oh this is really cool there's no way they're gonna keep this but this is really cool i'm gonna put it in and i you know and i know i, yeah. I know it'll probably get cut but i have two two examples for that the re most recent one is on invincible you know there's like a meme of uh his dad going like think mark and he always has his fingers pointing to his head <laughs> i like to draw that all the time like every time he's talking i like try, try to put him like doing that pose and they're like this is funny but he can't be doing this all the time and like this is a serious scene or this is sad why is he doing this he keeps doing like, the think pose yeah he's just always like no no just think every time so that's, that's one of funny them. and uh the other thing was on spider this was on spider verse i like to uh 
do New York accents when I pitched sometimes oh, were so really funny. bad. I have no clue how people sound in New York. I'm not a New Yorker. <laughs> uh, so I would always do like really bad New York accents for like every uh, minor character when I would pitch boards for it. They were really bad. Everyone just sounded like a like some type of smoker person. And I would do that a lot. It was probably more embarrassing than funny, but I, I was having fun. I, I thought it was so funny. I felt I, when you were doing it, because you were practicing a lot too. You're like joining Josh <laughs> yeah. and you're like, is a dog? 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 I hate dog. A dog. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a double, a double chili cheese dog. <laughs> Just to say the word dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. I, but I, 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 I like, I like how much. I think that people get hung up on um, thinking about the 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 technique and proving yourself, and they forget that it's a thing that we have fun doing. And it's actually, it's actually one of the reasons why I really do miss working in an office sometimes, is because I used to be in a room with people that I could. I could be like, hey, I just thought of something. Is this funny? Yeah, and then you joke I around agree. for a second or mm -hmm. like maybe it's a song I'm pitching like and I just like sing like like yo, what what, what do you think of this? <laughs> and it was it's really helpful to have that um like instant like confirmation affirmation from somebody who you respect their opinion of, you know, to to mm -hmm. to go back and forth. And like you're saying like do, like practicing like <laughs> practicing an accent while you're while you're yeah. doing the pitch i mean that's such an awkward part of storyboarding <laughs> is you take these like quiet artists that not, half of them have never performed in their life and then you're like mm -hmm. okay now suddenly do a bunch of these voices and try to pitch in a room in front of you know 15 people on the show uh, pitch your ideas, and if you don't pitch it well, we'll probably cut your ideas. <laughs> so you have to yeah, pitch it good. You have to pitch it well. I, I'm one of those artists. I don't really. I'm not really gonna say I'm good at pitching. I don't really like it. But what made me start doing it more is uh, I used to play a lot of the Yakuza video games. I still do, and we would just dub over the characters while we play with my friends because I'm like, this is all like subtitled. I'll just guess how this person sounds. And we just like pretty much read it as it goes and make up voices. And I'm like, this is actually, you know, kind of helpful. They all sound like they're from New York. <laughs> yeah, everybody's from New York. Yes, exactly. A yakuza from New York. Yeah. I do agree that like, because when I moved from France to here, um, in France, we never really have the time to pitch. So it's kind of like, it's kind of... Um, we do the board when it's done you give it to your supervisor and they just kind of like look at it and they just kind of do their notes on it um and when i came here i kind of had to learn how to pitch and it's so scary it's so it's, it's, scary. it's, it's, it's scary so the scary first the first time yeah because mm -hmm. yeah, you're like i don't really know anyone i don't really know the humor what the crew what's the and then the more you do it the more you realize like you're saying is like just being just goofy be and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> i feel like goofy gets you a long way yeah. in yeah. pitching like just doing crazy voices like yeah <laughs> i was just gonna say i the only thing i do wish about pitching is there was a way to put like music in if i ever have yeah. to pitch again i'd really like to have like a little like maybe an iPod. I've seen, I've seen that. I've I've seen people. I've seen people yeah. do it. I've been in the room where 
they know that an epic speech has to happen and they'll put on cheesy music while they read it yeah. and you can oh. you can do it you can do it um Dude. I, like no one has any rules for this stuff <laughs> like i in, in pitches i have made i've written songs and 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 just played it during the pitch instead of saying saying it i like if um if that's what you like doing then that's what you like doing. I also think that I'm sure that there's people that if they needed to, they could record themselves, record and edit themselves saying the lines ahead of time, play that and then flick through the slideshow as they do it. And yeah. like, like people who have like stage fright, I think that there's all sorts mm -hmm. of ways to do this stuff. We just tell ourselves that there's only one way to do it <laughs> yeah. because you know, like that's, that's how the person before you, before you did it, you know? I, I do feel like it's usually good to try to do it live because sometimes you might be in a room where the showrunner, like the director or anyone likes to kind of pause and like sure. kind of talk for a little bit. But I do agree that there's different ways. And I have also seen, like you said, Sean, like people, it was on the Craig of the Creek episode where I think, I think it was Tiffany, uh, she had a song that she recorded beforehand and she brought like a little like bluetooth um speaker and played the song as she was pitching through like a montage or something awesome. and it's it's really awesome because it really works and you're really like oh like i feel it now you know because it's true sometimes if especially for like emotional moments like these are hard with just like the silence of the room you know yeah <laughs> I will say, I mean, pre-recording it does sound like harder to me because that sounds yeah. more like scratch doing scratch, sure. and I can't do scratch. Scratch is like scratch feels like doing jury duty to me. It's like uh -huh. the jury duty of like animation. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, it's, it's your turn to do scratch audio. I'm like, oh. Man. But at the at, at this at the same time, making so there's like trades trade offs with this stuff is like like if you do an animatic then you don't have to do as much of a performance because you are timed yeah. it out ahead of time. And yeah, that's extra work. I mean, most of the reason why you do the live pitch is so you don't have to do that extra work. And that's great. But I also have had times where I make an animatic and I put a little song in and I time out maybe even just one part to play through wow. it because, because part of the thing that's going to sell it is it being timed to music. And and that's also worked well in a room so oh that's a good idea yeah no i'm taking notes now too I'm like, <laughs> that that um <laughs> that kind of ties into this question a little bit by kitty fries uh would you do if you feel too complacent in your current art level feel too complacent do you ever feel complacent i kind of i feel like there's always something you can do to improve my rule was just whatever you think feel like you're bad at just do focus on that mm. like i was like oh man i sure hate drawing hands or something then i guess i'm like i guess i'm only focusing on drawing hands when i draw now or you know feeling like you're not thinking of any interesting shots and you're like all right i guess i'm focusing on this i don't know just focusing on like the lowest stat you have and mm. i'm feeling like i'm not improving instead of trying to get better overall I'd say more focus on the thing you hate drawing the most. And that <laughs> that's a great, that's a great tip. Do you want to, do you want to answer this question by Lee Cree? 
what's the best Gundam robot and why? Please defend your case. I have a lot of opinions. I do want to answer this, and I really want to get all riled up right now. Yeah, yeah. I was like, finally, I want to talk about anime. (laughs) Well, the best Gundam is the Turn A Gundam from Turn A because it has a cow in it. That was pretty cool. Like, there's a little cow in the chest. But I really like that series because it's more of a slice of life than a mecha anime. And I kind of want everyone to watch it. This is a turn A commercial. It's just, you know, late 1800s feeling America. And they just happen to find giant robots underground. But before that, you know, one of the characters wants to be like a baker. Someone's like a journalist. It's very, like, chill. And I really like this approach to Gundam and being about space wars the whole time. So, Turn A is my favorite. Uh, how also, how would a the, baker fly a Gundam? I think that's a good pitch for the series. Exactly. They uh they they don't do it very well. <laughs> that's that's the answer. <laughs> Lots of falling in that show. The robots don't fight very well at all. Do they ever grab the enemy and like flip them over their head like a um like a pizza? Like a like kind of like they toss Actually, them like a yes. pizza. Yes, yes, that's one of his things. Just throwing them up behind them. <laughs> that that's a that's a moment. So, that's probably my favorite Gundam, just for the the vibes alone. Also, it's designed by Sid Mead, so that was really cool that they got like an American artist to design the robot. And a lot of people hate it because it has a mustache. And I think <laughs> more robots need mustaches. So that's my favorite Gundam. No, no contest. That actually made me want to watch it. I don't really like mecha shows. I think exactly. robots are they're kind of boring, but <gasps> slice of life, yeah. Baker. We're, we're, we're gonna lose all our all our Gundam fans right now. Oh, just uh, if you don't have time, I don't recommend it mostly because it's kind of long though. But if you want to just get the vibe of it, I'd say just you know try watching the first episode and the last episode or the last scene of the last episode. And you're like, oh, this is just a cool vibe. It's a really nice uh, experience. <laughs> I just wanted to read this one because it's kind of cute. From uh, shrimp underscore fright underscore life uh, on Instagram said, not a question, just stating this guy fucking rocks. So. Oh, thank you. I, I'll take it. It's <laughs> a, a good username. <laughs> Did you uh, buy Matthias B? Did you have a favorite character design on the voice? Oh, hey, Matt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> favorite character to design. Hmm. Honestly, I feel like the characters that I did that came through the first time were not my favorites because I kind of enjoyed doing the revisions after a while on characters. Like, uh, for the boys short, I designed like a family. It was like a whole family and they were all like superheroes. <laughs> and they were all pretty fun the girl the little the daughter was probably the least fun because they i never changed the design so i was like oh i just drew this and this is it <laughs> and then oh the, yeah the mom i was like i drew her and she went through a few revisions but they kind of didn't change too much so she was fine too but the dad was harder for me so i think that was probably the one i enjoyed the most because i got to really try more ideas with him than the other characters you like the challenge. I like the challenge. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Challenges are good. <laughs> that's a good answer. Um, and I think something that's kind of like a like a question that's fun from our uh, fan patron Derek Malik Johnson. Um, what's been some of your highlights working 
in the various projects you've been on and what are some of the most important um, things you learn from each project you still carry with you? Just like a lot of highlights of them, you know. I feel like one of the bigger ones is you don't, don't worry about the individual drawings too much when you board, for sure. Mm -hmm. Even though I do like making good drawings, it's like don't, don't kill yourself making every drawing the best thing ever because they're only on the screen for less than a second, you know, a couple frames at most. So you'll be surprised that we can get away with drawing and it'll play perfectly fine. You can draw pretty much a raisin-shaped scribble as a person. Unless when you're pitching it and the director tells you to pause right on that drawing. Yes. And then, yeah. and then the scribble raisin is just on there for like 15 minutes while they're talking and you're just sweating. Mm -hmm. Just bullets are just <laughs> pouring down your face. Yeah, there's, there's pros and cons to this. So uh, take all this with a grain of salt, but yeah. Don't focus on the whole like scene, not just the drawing with an asterisk. Keep some, mm -hmm. keep them like a certain level, but yeah, focus on the whole scene is a big thing. And also don't kill yourself over work. Like I used to, when I first started, I was like, I need to pull all nighters and do all this and focus really hard on doing this. But now I'm kind of like, you can, you can go to bed. Yeah. It's okay. As long as you get done, that's the important part and you're happy with it. Just don't don't kill yourself. For... I think you have like a really healthy um work uh I don't know if it's work life balance, but like philosophy on work. Cause yeah. I kinda just draw. I like just do what I I like drawing and I just draw because I like drawing. You know, like I said, if I want ma magically won the lottery, I'd still wanna do this stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm just, just like, draw when you want to draw. Don't draw when you don't want to draw. Very simple sentence, but that's how I approach it. That that's actually a good segue into creative block. Do you do you ever experience it? Do you ever experience creative block? Mm, for drawing, no, because I'm like Sonic always exists. If I don't know what to draw, I can always draw Sonic. He's always like the answer Jesus if I don't Christ. know what to do. It's, it's, yeah. it's like that thing where like like all life forms uh, evolve into crabs, like that, that scientific study where like exactly. all these different things that keep evolving into the shape of a crab, for you it all comes back to it's Sonic a... every time. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I like cars. Maybe I like cars because they're fast like Sonic. I like, honestly, I only like snowboarding because in Sonic 3, he's on the snowboard. Everything I like. Yeah. Well, so. what, about, what about when you're, when you're stuck on how to approach a scene? Is, is there, is there a way even, I mean, it could be drawing, but it could be outside of drawing. Like, how do you get yourself to work through something and, and be inspired or think of something funny or cool when nothing's coming? When nothing's coming, I think personally, you just got to do the bad ideas. If you do a bad idea, then it'll put at least put it on the page. You're like, okay, this is a bad idea, but at least I see it. And now I can tell why it's bad because I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. like at least if you at least try to do something, even if it's garbage through the scene, it'll give you like an insight of what not to do at the very least. It's kind of how I feel about it or approach it. That's a healthy way to approach that, I think. I think that's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely drawn a lot of garbage scenes. So that's, <laughs> that's a way of saying that. I I agree. I feel like this is like the... It's, but it's so hard. I don't know how uh, easy it is for you to draw like the garbage idea. I, I feel like the first 
times that you try you as like uh like, like somebody tries to draw mm -hmm. the, the garbage idea it's really hard because you know it's not going to be good and you yeah. still have to draw it anyway and but then after doing it a lot then yeah I feel like you're you trust that process you're like I know this process works and mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's it's a really interesting I have a really hard time drawing the garbage idea <laughs> like I it want to hard. I agree it's the same thing for writing right? scripts with me I have a hard time writing the shit script I have a hard yes! time doing the shit boards like I think that usually the 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 main way that I combat it is like uh if 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 I'm not uh, if ideas aren't coming to me on a certain scene, I'll skip ahead a few beats and I'll keep drawing that and I'll come back just to get the most ground of like what I do know what to do for just down on the page. But oh, yeah, dude, I, I have agree. a hard time. I have a hard time drawing the bad idea. And I, but I think sometimes there's just no way around it and sure. you have to do it. Right. And it's, yeah. and it's really hard. It is hard. <laughs> it is hard. But I feel like there's no other answer than just do it and accept that you hate it. Yeah. You can just make it look bad just to make you feel better. Just acknowledge how garbage or dumb it's going to look while you're doing it. But mm -hmm. still, it's still good to do it. At least you see it and you're like, wow, I sure was right. I hate this. <laughs> I feel like the, the, the ideas that I put on there that I'm pretty conscious are bad. I usually try to overcompensate with ex extraneous details or like 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 I'll, I'll i'll put way too many other little things in it just to try to find any little nugget of of something good in there like it's the same thing with like with with just um like single illustrations with me i'll like if you ever see a drawing that i did that is just like way too detailed for no reason it's probably because i wasn't feeling very confident <laughs> in in the drawing and so it just added a bunch of crazy shit in there just like i doubled down you know uh yeah i can't double down most of my i don't really add a lot of details when i illustrate mostly because i'm like ah you can tell what it is that's kind of where i stop drawings once you tell what it is that means i'm done but uh yeah i relate uh, i relate to that <laughs> like it's like i i don't know it, do you feel like when you can tell what it is, you get that feeling that you were talking about earlier of like, it is done, you know, they're like, satisfying. Satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Like one of the main comments I used to get on my drawings on like DeviantArt or Instagram, I'm like, this is a great sketch. Can't wait to see it finished. And I'm just like, uh, nope, that's it. That's it. I wasn't <laughs> going to touch this again. <laughs> this is, that's it. I used to get that so many times. I, st I started yeah. putting down at least simple colors on a lot of my drawings just because of that sentiment. Like, like, like when a drawing isn't colored, half the time people don't think it's a finished drawing, and I'm like, no, I, that's where I wanted to stop. <laughs> like, I didn't yeah. want to do that drawing anymore. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, it exists. You see it. You can tell it's Spider-Man. Maybe that means it's done. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you can squint and tell, I'll, I'll call it done. I like this flattening Sonic that that we're doing. <laughs> On page three, yeah, we were just kind of flattening oh, Sonic. Oh, you're on a new page. I do not know. Uh, whoops. Oh, I yeah, I drew you pitching. <laughs> yeah. These are great. I love this flat Sonic. <laughs> Sonic is hard to draw. I saw you draw Sonic earlier, and I was like, oh, that looks like a character easy enough to draw. And I tried drawing him, and I was like, hmm. It's yeah, just, it's just triangle Mickey Mouse. Flat Sonic <laughs> is really easy to draw, though. <laughs> oh my gosh.
Is this what it looks like when you pitch and you do the New York accent? I am not an animated pitching person, though. You can attest to this. I kind of just sit there. I have a very wait. So, so you're just like style. standing there, and you're like, "I'm walking here." <laughs> you're just like standing exactly. completely still, and then he says, "Out of my way, I dropped my hot dog." <laughs> yeah. That's, to be that's fair, for weird. people listening, we don't really stand when we pitch anymore. That was more of a thing in the 90s, and now we all, like, sit down at a computer with a keyboard. Yeah. Uh, but it is true. Winter does a very... It's not monotone. I don't know how to describe your cadence, but you pitch exactly how you talk, which is <laughs> which is really funny. I don't know. I think it's very, it's very charming. I don't think a lot of people pull it off, because there's a couple people who pitch that way, where it's very kind of, like, kind of a dry delivery. Um... Mm -hmm. I don't know. You make it work. Not a lot of people can make it work. I, I, I <laughs> pantomime it all out, and I don't even say anything. It's like charades with me when I pitch. <laughs> it's a um, what is it called? Um, the dance, the like, perf no, um, what do you call these? The dance to like evoke your feelings. Uh, dance dance revolution. Oh, no, that's not mimes. Um. Interpretative dance. Oh, okay. Interpretative. Oh. oh, I thought. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> no, I was trying to figure I was out hoping. Like, how I was... your style of pitching. I was trying to figure your your style of pitching is an interpretative dance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I would do interpretive dance. No, I just bring the DDR pads into the into the room and I just I do it. I I do the dancing right there. You know who's a good DDR? Who? Uh, Oh, 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 yeah. I, I used to play a lot of dance video games back in the day, as in not that long ago. There's even like this TikTok that was super viral of me playing this game called Dance Rush. It's kind of embarrassing. Really? Yeah. Don't wait, wait, like someone else was fi filming it and posted it, or did you post it? Mm -hmm. Someone, I don't have a TikTok. Someone else filmed it and posted it. And you went, went viral on TikTok? Wait, and it came yeah, back and to you? In it. Like, and well, a few people were like, hey, is that you? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> but uh but at least oh, your name's shit. not linked to it nobody yeah. knows it's no one like... knows that Wait, how did they get back to you though like one of your friends sent it to you? me yeah <laughs> yeah like my brother sent it to oh me a bunch of my friends sent it yeah that's so crazy that's but it, you, you said it's embarrassing but you were kind of cool right oh yeah you, you can actually look it up i don't care but i just thought it was funny that i'm like oh shit someone now yeah, people know my secret i'm super good at dance video games <laughs> What did it feel like to be to become? Because most of the time, as storyboard artists, we hide behind, you know, like like our drawings. You know, like the drawings go out, they go into the shows, and half the time, half the time, people don't even know that we were on it. <laughs> but like, but like, what what was that like for you, like blowing up and it's your actual image? Was that the first time that that ever happened? Like. Like it's actually yes. you. Like, what did that feel like? Uh, it felt not too bad because no one knew who I was. Most of the time, it's like, oh yeah, it's Corey X Kenshin, and I'm like, sure, that's that's him. It's this is like a YouTube guy who someone thought <laughs> thought I looked. Oh, like, interesting. Oh, like, that's okay. good. You can that's... hide behind that. Yeah, no one knows it's me unless you actually know me. <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh, some random guy is good at some dance game. <laughs> and also everyone's like oh yeah that's cool most of the comments were positive anyway so i don't really feel bad i just thought it was kind of fun so funny 
That's so funny. Well, you already achieved fame, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being good at a, a video game, a dance game. Perfect. Don't need animation anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Does this person who films these TikToks just stand by this machine every night and film people? <laughs> oh no, we were part. We were, we were like part of like a little group that used to oh, go around one okay, a lot. Okay. So this is on purpose. Okay, this okay. Is all on purpose. No, I was I was oh, just okay. like, holy shit, like, is this a thing? Mm -hmm. I do wonder sometimes about. I don't know if you guys uh, use TikTok a bunch, but there were there was like that trend that was um, basically the filter was you had a second to be in. Um, normal time and then the next second would be slow-mo in black and white and usually people use that filter to just kind of like i don't know show off a haircut or like new clothes or whatever but a lot of the time but sometimes they're doing it in public and accidentally when the slow-mo happens just somebody walks right in front of the phone and they're like eating a big slice of pizza or something and they, it's like accidentally creating a thirst trap and it, they do post the video you know it's kind of like all of a sudden this person that was just walking by like is all, all in slow-mo in black and white looking really cool like and i guess i'm just yeah. bringing that up because i'm like i think it's funny that they go viral when they never they intended don't mean to. to. Yeah, yeah, no, I I understand. It's it's, it's weird, but it was all right. It didn't get me any money, so I don't get why people try so hard to go viral online. Because I'm like, this has never benefited my life in any way. <laughs> the most yeah. entertainment it's gotten is sometimes I can talk about it and be like, hey, I I was on the internet before. <laughs> I don't. I'm you guys. I'm just like not that good with segues, so I. I thought that was a really fun conversation and I have no other idea how to end it, but just saying that this, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> and well, our, that... our dance with you is coming to an end. <laughs> and I think that you got a perfect. So um, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And it, I, I enjoyed our conversation a lot. No, thank you guys for having me on. Also, really good Street Fighter Two announcer voice. I love that. <laughs> and, yeah, technically, no, technically the wrong game for you know it's it's not a dancing game, but I'll, I'll take it. I, I like all of those. It's great. That was great. Um, and with this perfect outro shot, thank you. That's the end of this creative block. Winton, thanks for being our guest and sharing your story. No problem. Uh, <laughs> and and thanks to our listeners. Follow us on Twitter at Creative Block, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask our guests. Huge thanks to our editor, Clements, for editing the podcast, and Malik for helping us produce the show. If you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Patreon helps us pay for things like Zoom, Google Drive, and our amazing editor, Clements, and producer, Malik. Um, becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. Click the link in the description of this episode. I have been your host, V. And I've been Sean. Keep being creative, and we'll see you next week. Woo! Bye!